my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am going to be covering the final episode of Fuller House. That's right, the series finale, season five, episode 18, our very last show again. But before I get into that, I know that I said when I covered um, If the Suit Fits that I wanted to do episodes 11 through 17, like, in two separate episodes, cover them all. Just And I'm like, no, I really, I want to cover them. I just think I'd be kind of cheapening the moment by just shoving all my, you know, thoughts about, you know, and not really giving the episodes their due because I honestly feel this last half of episodes of the show really brings the heart of the show to the forefront. I mean, I like the show as a whole, but if I had to say between Fuller House Season 5 Part A and Season 5 Part B, what one I liked a bit better, I'd have to go with Part B. Just because I do feel the episodes have more, a little more heart to them. As far as just, I don't know, it just seems like everyone 100% was bringing their A game all the way. Not that they weren't before, but I just, I don't know. I just, I seem to really, and they had a little bit of kookiness, but not overly saturated with the kookiness, where it's a little like, okay kind of dial it down a little. They didn't have that these last nine episodes. But I kind of want to do the other episodes in time. Like, I eventually, you know, we'll get to other Fuller House episodes as well. So, that way the episodes are getting their full due. So, on IMDb, the rating for this episode is a 9.0 out of 10. That is very, very high. Out of, based on 75 ratings. All right, let's see here. What do we got guest starring? We have, excuse me, Lisa Loeb. We have Joey McIntyre. We have Marla Sokoloff for like a split second. We have Rocky, played by Landry Bender. We have Noah Alexander Geary, or Geary is Ethan. Ashley Leo Lola makes an appearance. Isaac Presley as Popco makes an appearance. Virginia Williams as CJ makes an appearance. McKenna Grace as Rose makes an appearance. We have... Oh, Gianna must have been in the wedding scene because I don't... I think this time around probably I'll I'll look for her. Kimberly Kimberly Drummond. Uh, We got Brad... Grunberg as Berkowitz, the sandwich-eating guy who went toe-to-toe with um, Ramona. 
We have Larry, who is Taylor's father. Uh, Taylor was, uh, I don't even know if you want to refer to him as Max's best friend. Um, you guys, and you're not gonna, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just looking through the cat. I am looking for these faces. I missed them on the first run. But, like I said, you guys aren't going to listen to this unless you've watched the series finale. So, yeah, we got Gail Edwards as Vicky Larson returning. David Lipper as Viper. And Scott Menville as Dwayne. I'm like, what? I didn't see them there. I kept looking like, okay, who's a familiar face? Who's a familiar face? And I'm just like... And I thought, because... I read that they said that familiar faces were going to be there. Some may not even have lines. Some may not even, you know, kind of like a blink and you miss some type of thing. Um, who is Agent Cooper? Played by Joe Brooks. I don't know an Agent Cooper. Um, we got Madison and Mackenzie Jefferson who play Michelle. We have Blake McIver. Is it Ewing? As Derek Boyd, which they don't even refer to Derek by his name. He's just kind of there, does a little song and dance, throwback to the patriotic play in Full House that was put on where he sang the Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, he also, I think he sung part of It's Only a Paper Moon from, um, was it the Girl Talk episode? I believe in Full House where Derek... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. No, I was thinking the Too Little Richard Too Late episode where he is singing up on stage like before Little Richard gets on stage. Okay. We have Michael Sun Lee as Harry Takayama. I thought I recognized him, but I wasn't 100% sure. All right, cool. This episode, mm, sorry guys, it's like 8.48 in the morning. <laughs> I normally don't get up this early, but the last couple days, I don't know why, but I've been getting up after 8. And I actually returned to my job today, so uh, I'm going to be paying for it later when it's like halfway through the shift. Like, Gosh, I'm falling asleep. Um, director Rich Carell, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, we got Brian Behar, Steve Baldequat, Bal, Baldikotsky. I'm sorry, Steve. I am mispronouncing your name, like a thousand times over, in the worst possible way. Baldikowski. I'm gonna go with that. Nick Fesitelli. Um, Will. Will Griffin. Okay, thank you, Will, for having a name I can pronounce. Nothing to the other guys, I'm sorry, but we do have a couple of user reviews here. Of course, sadly, they are not by Power Man Dan. Maybe he or she has not gotten around to watching the episodes. I don't know. So let's, uh, ooh, last ever episode of the series, trivia. 
And the last scene, Kimmy's jacket says Adios Tanneritos on the back. I did not say that for the first time. I'm hoping I will not miss that this time. I know to look for Viper and Dwayne this time around in the uh, wedding audience scene. All right, here we go. We got 9 out of 10. Goodbye, Fuller House, June 3rd, 2020. By Cameron James-86959. Warning spoilers. But then again, guys, we, if you, you're listening to this, you've clearly already seen the series finale. So, Fuller House aired the rest of its final season today. And I have to say, yes, I enjoyed it. But I do have to say how the episode ended, I was kind of disappointed with. Yes, the final episode up until the end, I loved to death. It even made me cry a bit. But then the last few minutes happened, and I wasn't a big fan of how they ended it. Seriously, if they ended it with everyone leaving and moving on, I would have been fine with it. And honestly, I would rather prefer that ending over the one we got with the whole group returning. Honestly, with that ending, it made it seem like the show would be brought back, but we all know that this is the final season, so it's kind of like, what's the point of moving everyone back? In the house and confirm that Steph needs help raising the baby that's on the way. Honestly, it just kind of makes me upset that the episode ended like that because we all know that we are not going to get any more Fuller House. Yes, we could get a Fuller's House where it continues right after the events of Fuller House, but I highly doubt that's going to happen because Fuller House honestly didn't do that well, and it sucks because it was an enjoyable sequel series. To an amazing show like Full House, and at least it has an ending unlike Full House, but didn't, or didn't, but still, I can't help but be disappointed with what we got. Yes, this was still a great season. I loved a lot of the episodes, but honestly, I'm just really disappointed with everything because of how much I really did like Fuller House, but that's just my thoughts on the final episode. Okay. The next one, June 4, 2020. Belen Rojo. Uncle Jesse, not in the last scene. Why Uncle Jesse is not in the final moments of the show? Um, I guess that's his review. Um, he's not happy. He or she is not happy with that. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm sorry. I just... He was in the wedding scene. So... It's been, actually, it's been almost a week now. Today is June 8th. Tomorrow it will have been a week since uh, the last half. And I'm pretty sure just about everybody has probably watched all of it by now. (laughs) Maybe more than once. So, of course, before I get into the episode, I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. I want to let you know where you can listen to it. You can listen to the podcast on either SoundCloud. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. You can listen to it on Podbean uh, and many other platforms. Whenever I look at SoundCloud and kind of see where some of the list you listeners are listening from, I just see different like, oh, wow, I don't know what this is, but that's cool that, you know, you're able to listen to it in one way or another, which is awesome. Um, also, for social media, on Facebook, the All My Lanta Holy Chulupas Unofficial Full House Fuller House Podcast, 
you can just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast and the page will pop up. On Instagram, let's see here, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Pod. And then on Twitter at OMHC, Full House. And that way you guys will know what episodes I'm covering in what series. I don't do the episodes by season. I do themes. Right now, I am going to be covering two Father's Day themed episodes for Father's Day on the 21st and the 28th. They're going to be Daddy's Home from Season 1 and Season 4's Danny in charge. So, <laughs> And in July, I'm going to be having <clears throat> the uh, Animals of Full House series. Where you're going to meet Rocket the Horse from Season 2. You're going to meet Ginger the Chimpanzee from Season 4. Or, I mean, 5. Gosh, I'm sorry. You're going to meet from Season 7? Um... Room for one more. <laughs> You're going to meet sh- the, 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 the Scruffy, the Potbelly Pig. And in season eight, you're going to meet Shorty the Donkey. So, yeah. Just, I wanted to pick the episodes where the, the animals pretty much infiltrate the Tanner house and just everything's in complete chaos. So, if you guys want to reach out to the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you can go to iTunes and leave a review. All the reviews that I get leave... (laughs) All the reviews I get help other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves know where to find the podcast. And that way it makes it more popular, gets it noticed, which is what I want. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this sad and happy episode. It's happy and then it's sad. It's kind of a mixture of both. So we come out of the intro and the whole Tanner Fuller Gibbler party has come back from their rehearsal dinner and they're saying, hey, it actually went pretty well this time. And Kimmy's like, yeah, you know, I think someone actually may get married this time around. You know, with the whole wedding thing at the end of season one where Kimmy was a runaway bride at least three times. So Steve and Jimmy walk through the door and Stephanie's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did we leave you at the restaurant? And Jimmy's like, oh, well, I mean, somebody had to stay for the end of Danny's toast. And we all know from Full House just how long-winded Danny's speeches are. They go on and on and on and on and on and on. You see my point? Yeah. Yeah, someone had to stay for the end of Danny's toast. And Jackson's like, oh, so it did finally end? (laughs) Danny's got like 30-plus years of life with these kids and everything, so... (laughs) Probably recollecting every moment he spent with his kids and how they're adults and all this stuff. And it's just like, oh my goodness gracious sake. Of course, the audience, woo! As Danny and Joey come through the door. 
Danny is not happy that they left before his speech ended. Danny says, where did everybody go? I ended up singing butterfly kisses to the busboy. And Joey's like, yeah, the poor kid. He had to pull a fire alarm just to get him to stop. <laughs> oh, God, Danny. So DJ pulls out the wedding binder because, you know, DJ is all about binders and clipboards of fun. That actually did make an appearance at one point in the last half of year of season five. <laughs> There's only one last thing to do with the wedding binder. And Stephanie's like, oh, throw it like a frisbee out the window? And Max is like, burn it in a ceremonial fire? <laughs> she turns it to the last page and holds it out for everyone to see. And she's like, no, get gorgeous and get married. Hello. brings up his bedtime story and Ramona's like, oh, Tommy, I'll read you. It may be the last time I do that before, you know, we move. And of course, everyone just kind of looks at her and Jackson's like, why would you say that in front of my mom? And he's like, don't poke the bear. And DJ tells her, like, yes, I'm still living in a bubble of denial where nobody's moving out and we're all staying here and living as one big happy family, basically. And I just, like, in that moment, I just see DJ is just really, I don't know. It's just re-watching that scene, and I'm just like, DJ is a little different from the DJ from Fuller House. I mean, I get it, she's older, she's got kids, but it's just like, <clears throat> doesn't she kind of come off as just a semi-neurotic, just a smidgy-widgy? Um... <laughs> So, of course, we're all going to have pie. 
and forget that anyone's going, no one's going anywhere. And Ramona's like, yeah, I want pie. This may be the last time I have it for, you know, when I move away, when we move away. And DJ's like, what part of poke the bear don't you don't don't you understand? Don't poke the bear. Like, oh my goodness. So the adults are in the kitchen around the table, and DJ brings a serving tray with minuscule. I couldn't even tell what it was at first that she was giving them. Like, I know we all want to stuff our faces and whatnot and have a midnight snack, but we got to fit into our wedding dresses and tuxes. So each person gets one almond, one singular almond to munch on. And I'm just like, oh my god. Gosh, I still remember when I got my wedding dress fitting. And then um, I think that was like in March or April. And then by July, I'm trying the dress on after it's been fitted. And it fits, but it's a little snugly than it was. So, no, I was not watching my weight then, which I should have been doing. Not to the level of you just get an almond to eat, but, yeah. So, Jimmy looks at his watch, and he's like, oh, it's 11.57. Guys, we gotta get out of here. We can't see the brides after midnight, because it's bad luck, it's a curse. Yeah, Jimmy's saying, unless all of you want to drink goat's blood, guys, let's get out of here. <laughs> and I love how Steve's like, well, I'm goat's blood intolerant, so I guess we better go. So Jimmy set his phone to alert him when it's midnight, so that way he won't be looking at Stephanie, because he's all about this curse. If I look at you after midnight on our wedding day, then it's going to be bad luck, and bad things will happen. So he's like, oh, I forgot my phone. I set my phone for midnight so that way I won't be looking at you after midnight. And, of course, as soon as Stephanie tosses him the phone, his alarm goes off. He's like, I'm looking at you, and it's after midnight. Eh. And, of course, Stephanie is, like, telling, you know, DJ and Kimmy, like, don't worry about it. It's just a silly superstition. Nothing bad is going to happen on our wedding day. Cut to a sign that says seized on... The church where they're going to get married. Uh, a church that clearly has been around for over 100 years. And for whatever reason, it's been closed down. Who gets the raisins? No, no, those aren't for eating. Those are just there to charge up the plate. Whoa, it's 11.57. Rooms, we gotta get out of here. But I'm in the middle of my almond. Things will befall us if you see our brides after midnight. It's wedding tradition. Come on, I don't believe any of that superstition stuff. I'm not superstitious. I'm only slightly stitious. We're tempting the fates here, people. Unless one of you wants to start drinking some goat's blood, we gotta get out of here. Well, I'm goat's blood intolerant, so it looks like we're leaving. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
tax evasion, and terrible chicken Kiev. Oh my god. Can't you see this tomorrow? <laughs> We're getting married today. Not here, you ain't. But on behalf of the U.S. government, a hearty mazel tov. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the day of, that would freak anybody out. I mean, you're planning on having all these people come to your wedding and stuff and just the, a place to have the wedding. And the day of, it's seized for tax evasion or money laundering and bad chicken Kiev. But basically money laundering and tax evasion. <sighs> so now we're going to cut back to the house. And we got Joey and Danny hanging out in the living room. And Joey's complaining, where the heck is our waitress? We ordered coffee over 20 minutes ago. So Jesse comes in with a coffee. And Danny is like, wow, I can't believe two of my daughters are getting married today. That just kind of makes me go back to a modest proposal where Danny was like, now it's like I have three daughters again. And now we're kind of going back to him, you know, just having two daughters, which that's the case and everything like that. But, like, that's a good thing Kimmy wasn't there to hear that. Like, oh, I thought you kind of called me your daughter in, uh, like six months ago. And are we excusing the fact that DJ already had been married? It's not like DJ's getting married for the first time, but, I mean, this wedding here is also a big deal, too. But Stephanie's getting married for the first time, and it's just it being a joint wedding, and it's just, it's sweet. Danny complained about how, oh, we are so old. And Jesse's like, hey, speak for yourself. I'm still wearing the jeans I wore in middle school. I highly doubt that. <laughs> and Jesse says how Mr. Jordash made a quality product. I love what Joey says here about how those girls really came together, kind of like we did. How they came together for each other, kind of like, you know, the guys did when they moved in, or when Jesse and Joey moved in to help Danny, and just kind of seeing how the girls are kind of doing the same thing, and now the girls are moving on, just kind of like Jesse and Joey and Danny moved on with their lives at some point. And Jesse says, you know, we did a good job raising those girls. I love how Joey says, yeah, they're resourceful and confident. And cue the door as they come in, and they're complaining that their wedding venue is seized. My brother, yep. I can't believe two of my daughters are getting married today. We are so old. Speak <laughs> for yourself. I'm still wearing the same jeans I wore in middle school. That Mr. Jordash made a quality product. <laughs> I am so proud of the way those girls came together for each other, just like we did. Now, they're moving on, just like we did. The most important thing is we did a good job raising those girls. Yep, we raised confident, <laughs> resourceful women who still live in this house rent-free. You live in this house rent-free. That's because I'm a confident, resourceful woman. <laughs> I gotta get my hair cut from Alejandro. Alejandro? He's still alive? This keeps him alive. Yes. <laughs> Why are we at Death Pond 1 or 4? The government seized the venue. There's nowhere to have the wedding. Oh, that's definitely Death Pond 1. I've read a ton of books about the Cold War. 
obviously triggered a curse by seeing you after midnight. Is everything okay? Jimmy didn't trigger a curse, did he? <laughs> no, there's no curse. It's just that, you know, moments after Jimmy saw me after midnight, that a hundred-year-old wedding venue got seized by the government in a very curse-like fashion. I have an idea. I know you all think I'm corny and overly sentimental. Yes. All along, I have secretly wondered... You guys already kind of did that at the end I mean, of season one. Before the girls come in, Jesse's like, oh, I gotta get a haircut from Alejandro. And of course, like, I was surprised as much as Danny's like, Alejandro's still alive? And Jesse points to his hair and says, this is what keeps him alive. Like, wow, he's gotta be, like, ancient. You know, I'm just kind of thinking about whenever we got an Alejandro reference, I always thought... Alejandro was like a first and a last name. Like his first name was Ali and his last name was Hondro. I didn't realize like Alejandro was one name, like just one name as a kid. Because of course, you know, I watched it, you know, it didn't have subtitles on the TV, so I'm like, okay, Alejandro. No, it's Alejandro. So Jimmy, of course, when the guys learn that the wedding venue has been seized. Jimmy's like, it's the curse. It's because I saw you after midnight. And Stephanie's like, I mean, yeah, it is a little weird that a hundred-year-old venue got seized on the day of the wedding. Just doesn't make any sense. And I like how DJ's like, why don't we just get married in the backyard? You know, we have so many great memories here. And I'm just thinking, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of did something similar with Jesse and Becky renewing their wedding vows and Kimmy and Fernando, you know, Kimmy playing Runaway Bride. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I got married in my dad's backyard and I just, whenever I, I, I go over there and I just look out at the backyard, I, I think of, you know, the, the wedding and everything like that. And um, 
surprised they didn't call back to the season one finale, Love is in the Air, with Kimmy and Fernando almost renewing their vows, or almost getting married again. And Danny, of course, is like, oh, this will be so much cheaper. I mean, meaningful. <laughs> so not only has the venue been seized, but um, the person who is going to do, like, the pastor who is going to perform the ceremony has a high-profile celebrity wedding that he has to perform. And Max is like, what wedding is better than ours? Like, who's better than us? And Danny, we don't hear who it is, but he whispers in Max's ear. And Max is like, oh, that is totally way better. And, of course, Max starts to get on the horn with Frederick, who's going to do the girl's hair. Like, whatever this is supposed to be, we got to, you know, work with this. And it's like, all right, all hands on deck. We're going binderless with this one, basically. They're kind of flying by the seat of their pants with, uh... Getting stuff ready to go. Kemi used to be a party planner. Like, hey, get linens, get furniture, get whatever you need to get to make this wedding a hit. Or just to hopefully go off without any hitches. I like how Jackson's like, oh, I'll tidy up. And he grabs a pillow off a chair and just kind of, like, does a little, you know, pulls it a little, like a little fluff in the pillow. There, done. It's like, uh, Okay. And I was kind of thinking, um, I was this last half with Jackson just seems over the series it just feels like he's like the butt of the jokes, he's the goof the goofball and everything like that. And it just he's kind of felt dumbed down for the most part. Like seasons like two through four just seemed to really really ridicule and just make fun of him. Like even the adults. But it seems like this last half of episodes, he is really, like, it's like it, he his character flipped a switch, and he is just, he does have a little kind of off-goofy every once in a while, but it's not cranked up like it normally has been. So I kind of like that. I kind of like, like, okay, we need to mature Jackson to the point of a normal 16-year-old. It's like all the character growth and development that would take a character seasons upon seasons to achieve. They kind of like, oh, we got like nine episodes. Let's like make him as mature and responsible acting as humanly possible. So Danny and Joey are in the kitchen and they're talking. Uh, Joey's like, why can't we just officiate the wedding? And Danny's like, well, Joey, we have to walk the girls down the aisle. Remember you promised to Kimmy that you'd walk her down the aisle? You can't exactly do that and perform the wedding at the same time. So, also, remember what happened the last time you officiated a wedding? So, kind of calling back to season one's finale, Love is in the Air. With, well, yeah, the bride ran away and they ended up not getting married. See? Case in point. Yes. So, they're going to do some interviews of people that, uh kind of it's not a blink and you'll miss them it's a quick quick like throwback Danny why can't we just officiate the wedding because we have to walk the ladies <laughs> down the aisle and remember what happened the last time you officiated a wedding well yeah the bride ran away <laughs> and they ended up not getting married yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. and we've only got like three hours to find the perfect person to lead this ceremony <laughs> Larry why do you want to why? Next. See, it's only a paper moon. Say, the only 
Okay, drinky. That's enough. Matt, you're a licensed minister? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. Next. No, no. Okay. Oh my goodness. So yeah, we got Taylor's dad who wants to call off the wedding. Doesn't give a reason why. Apparently he's got a thing for DJ. Um, just like that uh, summer school friend of uh, Jackson's, the the redheaded kid. <laughs> surprised we didn't get him back. Anyway, I'm surprised we didn't have him trying to call off the ceremony. Um, we also get Gia. I was like, I've been married four times. I could do this in my sleep. And she's like, sips from a flask. I'm like, next. Yeah. Of course, we also get Derek. They don't mention him by name. But, of course, he does his It's Only a Paper Moon. And then when he comes back because he forgot he parked in the back, he does his Yankee Doodle Dandy. We also get Matt, who even Danny's like, you can officiate a ceremony? And Matt's like, no, I can't. But this guy can as he pulls out Oliver, his puppet. Okay. We've only gotten Oliver the puppet a few times. And I gotta say, I prefer Mr. Woodchuck. I really do. This Oliver, unfortunately, is, hasn't been around for very long. But we love Mr. Woodchuck. Sorry, Oliver, but Mr. Woodchuck has been around. He is an icon of the Fuller House days. So, yeah. So, now we get down to the basement apartment, Stephanie's basement apartment. Max is on the phone with Mr. Frederick, and he is not happy. Apparently, Mr. Frederick has got something going on where he can't do the girls' hair. It just seems like one conundrum after another. First a wedding venue sees, then the pastor can't perform the ceremony. Now the girls don't have someone to do their hair. But we do know a particular person in that house that does know how to do hair. Who, who, who is that person? <gasps> Fernando! He was a hairdresser. That's right. That's how he and Kemi met, I believe. She got her hair done by him. <laughs> Mr. Frederick, this is completely unprofessional. <laughs> now pack up your hot iron and get your tuckus down here. Tuckus. <laughs> yeah. The wedding is two hours away. Who's going to do our hair? Kimberlina, have you seen my cufflinks? Without my legs, my cuffs are running amok. He can do our hair. Ooh, hair. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'd rather just cancel the wedding. <laughs> it's either Fernando or Jackson cutting our hair using a soup bowl. Ew. Give me a minute, I'm thinking. <laughs> You're doing our hair, Fernando. Welcome aboard. I'm doing hair again? 
They're getting married. And you're getting married. <laughs> so I like the other alternative with Jackson cutting their hair with the soup bowl. No way. No. Oh my goodness. I love how Max says, now get your hot iron and get your tuchus down here to Mr. Frederick, who just hangs up on Max. And of course, at first, they're like, no, nah, I don't know if we want to go with Fernando. Stephanie's like actually considering the whole Jackson cutting their hair with a soup bowl. <laughs> but no, it turns out Fernando is going to be the one to cut their hair. So we have Rocky and Ethan helping out the family, well, Jackson and Ramona, getting things ready to go for the wedding. And both Jackson and Ramona are getting a blast from the past. <laughs> Look who pops through the door. It's Lola. We haven't seen her since she moved to Fresno? 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 I think. And Jackson, of course, reverts back to a season one. <laughs> like what what <laughs> Jackson I thought we were done with the voice cracking and you just see Rocky's face just like who is this girl and why has she got Jackson in a trance but of course it doesn't go any better for Ramona when Popco rolls in it's like hi Popco like oh and Ethan is just like what is this but apparently popco recognizes ethan as because ethan does the um the the drive the delivery guy he's a delivery guy for um food and stuff like that like grubhub or something like that i've never used grubhub or any of those other delivery there's so many like places now that say oh order online like mick delivery from mcdonald's and stuff like that and it's just like uh i don't know i want my fries see when i order fries from mcdonald's i know this is taking a turn um i want them fresh i want them right out of the fryer and i only live a couple minutes away from McDonald's. But I know if I don't rush, those fries are not, they're going to be warm. They're not going to be hot. That's why, you know, you got to keep that bag like closed, like tight sealed. Otherwise that air seeps into that bag and just boom, fries are like, well, these are like lukewarm next to cold. Like, But I can understand where Rocky and Ethan are both looking at Jackson and Ramona like what is your deal why didn't you say like I'm your girlfriend or I'm your boyfriend to your ex like it's almost like what are you still into them like what's up with this yeah you guys need to be honest and tell your exes like why are you not so much embarrassed but nervous around them because I haven't seen them the last time we saw Popco would have been at that prom episode in season four and I think before that, the last one we might have seen Jackson and Popco's interaction would have been the Happy New Year baby um, around uh, season two. So. Thank you guys so much for helping us. I don't know how we're going to pull this off. <laughs> Are you kidding? We pulled off a Renaissance Fair in like 45 minutes. <laughs> Hey, Ramona, can you drive? <laughs> Lola, you made it! 
You all right over there, Jackson? Hey, Lola. <laughs> Oh, golf! <laughs> Lola's like freaked out. I'm Rocky? Uh, yeah, yes, she is Rocky. Not the box of the mountains or the squirrel. Mm-hmm. Ethan, would you mind escorting Lola to where the guests will be sitting? Sure thing. Jeez, Jackson. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Hey, Lola. Hey, Lola. Wait, you didn't even introduce Rocky as your girlfriend. She hates when I do that. She told me a million times. When we're in public, <laughs> pretend you don't know me. I swear, you know nothing about relationships. Really? Someone say pop girl. Uh-huh. Hey, Ramona. Okay. What else can I do to help? Ethan? No way. What's up? You invited my Postmates guy. How do you guys know each other? This is my... Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go, Ramona. See if we say I've never been in a situation where I had to introduce my current relationship partner to my ex because I don't have an ex, never had an ex, but <laughs> I mean, their reactions are kind of comical, but I can see how their current relationship partners are um, not happy with the fact that they just even. <laughs> Jackson was saying like, oh, not the, uh, not the boxer, not the mountains, not the squirrel. <laughs> as, in, as he's saying, oh, her name is Rocky. <laughs> I really wondered <laughs> when Rocky goes over to Lola and Lola, Lola just has this frightened look on, look on her face like, oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, both Rocky and Ethan walk away hurt. I mean, I like, Ramona is chastising Jackson, like, oh, wow, like, hey, Ramona, hey, Ramona, like, why couldn't you just say that Rocky is your girlfriend? And Jackson's like, well, she tells me not to say that I know her in public. She's like, don't call me your girlfriend when we're in public. You don't know me. <laughs> I don't think it's that Rocky doesn't care for Jackson. She's probably just not about labels and not about PDAs and stuff like that. That's just how... That's just how Rocky is. Um, but of course, when Popco comes in, Ramona's left speechless. And I love how Jackson and Popco hug. It's like, hey, Ramona, what's up? <laughs> 
And Ramona, like I said, she's speechless. And as soon as Ethan comes in, okay, it's Postmates, apparently. The Postmates guy, so I'm guessing that's like a Grubhub-type app thing to deliver food. And he's like, hey, how do you two know each other? And Ramona's like, uh, this is my Ethan. And it's like, oh my god. And Ethan, just the hurt look on his face, it's like, well... Jeez, Ramona. So now we're going to go down to the basement apartment as Fernando is giving the half Fernando instead of the full Fernando look for the girls for the wedding. They had like less than two hours. Now it's probably like an hour before the wedding. Fernando is so proud of himself. He's like, even the half Fernando is more than most humans can handle. Yeah, at first I'm like, okay, so he's got DJ and Stephanie taken care of. I'm like, he didn't do anything with Kimmy's hair. I'm like, oh, yeah, because he wants to definitely really take his time with Kimmy and just do her hair up. So, I mean, all the girls have beautiful, beautiful hair. Um, Jimmy comes down with a brown bag over his head and a smiley face with eye holes cut out. And then, of course, on the other side, it's a frowny face. And he doesn't want to see Stephanie and the girls before the wedding. Like, oh, it's bad luck. The curse. So Jimmy is like, I heard you're cutting Kimmy's hair. You can't see her before the wedding. And DJ's like, Jimmy, are you kidding? And he's like, here. He hands the bag to Fernando. Like, wear this bag around your head. It's like, uh, No. Just chillax there, Jimmy. It will be just fine. I know we've had setbacks, but it will be fine. Oh, no. Jimmy hands Fernando a blindfold and then says, cut your fiance's hair. It's like, I mean, I get Fernando's good, but I don't know. A blindfold just seems out of the question. Stephanie's like, I don't think that's the smartest idea. So he puts the blindfold on. He's like, all right, here are my sharpest scissors. Point me towards Kimmy. And the girls are just backing away from him. Like, I don't think so. So Steve comes into the living room. He's like, hey, I ran into Lola and Popco. That's great. And turns out, no, it's actually a disaster because... Jackson and Ramona did not introduce Ethan and Rocky to their exes. Like, they clearly must have known that their exes were going to come for the wedding. Like, you should have prepared them. Like, hey, my ex is stopping by for the wedding. I invited them. And I don't think they have a problem with, uh, you know, Jackson and Ramona's exes attending. But it probably would have been nice to get a heads up and be prepared. I love Steve's reaction. He's like, ooh, that is some solid CW-level teen drama right there. He's like, welcome to Riverdale, which I have not watched Riverdale. Oopsie. Um, but I've heard that it's a, it's definitely an interesting show that uh, the first season is solid and then it kind of goes off the rails completely. It's just kooky crazy. I love Steve's advice here, how he says, "You're in life you're going to run into exes, but those run-ins have no strength against the power of a real relationship. Steve even manages to pull out an I'm sorry. Like, you'll have no idea how, you'd be surprised how effective a simple I'm sorry can be. So Steve tells them to talk to Rocky and Ethan. Thanks, Rita. 
Why is it a disaster? Because we forgot to introduce Ethan and Rocky to our exes. Ooh, that is some solid CW-level teen drama right there. <laughs> Welcome to Riverdale. <laughs> okay, listen, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to make this fast. In life, you're going to run into exes, but those run-ins have no strength against the power of a real relationship. And you'd be surprised at how effective a simple I'm sorry can be. Really? Yeah. Now go out there and just talk to Rocky and Ethan. Or they could come in here. If we've proven anything today, location doesn't matter when it comes to... Ethan, you mean the world to me. Seeing Paco today surprised me, and I didn't handle it well. I should have told him you were my boyfriend. I'm sorry. You mean the world to me, too. Can you come outside? Your Uncle Jimmy has a bag on his head and keeps talking over chairs. <laughs> Rocky, you mean the world to me. Seeing Lola today So you're me. just going to do the exact same thing Ramona did? Yeah, really. Work for her? Well, it's not working for you, so. Rocky, don't go. I love you. like how Ramona handles this. She tells Ethan that Popco being there just kind of took her, you know, caught her off guard, surprised her, but that Ethan means the world to her, her and she apologizes. She says, I'm sorry. It's like, you mean the world to me too. They kiss. And then of course it's like, can you come outside? Uh, your uncle Jimmy's got a bag on his head and he's knocking over chairs. <laughs> so of course Jackson tries to take the Lola route and Rocky cuts him off like really you're just going to say exactly what um, well, um, the, the Ramona just said and of course <laughs> Jackson's like well it worked for Ramona and Rocky's like calling him out like well it's not working for you she goes to leave he's like Rocky don't go I love you. And I'm just like, and she stops, turns, and she's like, what did you say? He's like, I said, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And they kiss. Um, I gotta say this. How do you guys feel about teens telling each other that they love each other? I mean, it, it, it just seems like, and this isn't a teen drama, but it just seems like... I'm not trying to invalidate, you know, teens, boyfriends, and girlfriends' feelings for each other, but it just seems sometimes these things are just, they're so rushed. I mean, I know that, what, we met Rocky in season three, right? So it's been a, a couple years they've been kind of off and on and stuff, but it almost seems like that was a last-ditch effort or a last-ditch attempt to... To, to keep Rocky, like, I mean, there's no doubt that maybe, I mean, I'm sure he's got strong feelings for her, but throwing out the love word, it's like a last ditch, don't go, don't leave me. I, I don't 
know how I feel about that. But I'm sure in his heart, Jackson is sincere with those words, so. So Ramona's helping out with the makeup, and she says, wow, Papa really does his best work blindfolded. And the girls kind of look at each other. I'm like, he wasn't blindfolded when he worked on Stephanie and DJ. Good grief. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't blindfolded when he worked on Kimmy either. And, of course, DJ's like, wow, we're so beautiful, I'd marry us. And Kimmy says, yeah, you know, people think the three of us are married as it is. So Ramona says she's kind of indifferent on the um, tradition of marriage. But she says, you know, I hope that you and Papa will be very happy together because you deserve it. Aww. So Ramona says, no crying because I don't have time to redo your makeup. And Kimmy's like, yeah, and nobody thinks about how this is going to be the last time we'll be together as single women. All right, we get another surprise guest duo. We get CJ and Rose. I love Max and his blue tux with his bow tie. It's just so cute. <laughs> She's as tall as he is now. And is this your older sister? <laughs> no, he actually is a charmer. <laughs> it's good to see you, Max. Good to see you too, CJ. The guests are outside. I'm so glad you two could make it. No, we wouldn't miss it. Plus, I wanted to see if Steve could say I do. It's not his specialty. <laughs> oh, how I've missed you, Rose. So yeah, Max is really a charmer. He's like, oh, hello, Rose. It's nice to see you. And also, he, you're looking lovely as ever. And oh, is this your older sister? <laughs> it's so sweet. And of course, CJ says, you know, I wouldn't miss this wedding. And Rose is like, yeah, I just want to see Steve say I do because he, uh, he's not the strongest at doing that. And now we're going to get to the wedding. So we get out to the backyard where everyone's assembling and finding their seats. And Joey and Danny are walking down the aisle just talking about how, wow, if DJ could put this wedding together in one day, what the heck was she planning for eight months? Of course, we do see a familiar face. We see Vicky. Aww. I, I think it's so great. You know, she and Danny are just friends. You know, I don't get the one of the weddings I really wanted would have been them, but that would have been just crazily rushed if that had been the case. Okay, this time around, now that I know who I'm looking for, I do see Viper sitting across from Ethan. I really like this setup with how they have nice um, patio furniture, Wicker furniture, you know, couches and chairs and stuff. It's just really, really nice. I think we do see, um, I think we might see Jody Sweden's mom in the background as one of the guests and maybe even Candace Cameron's mom. Yeah, Danny sees Vicky there and he's like, oh, I'm so happy you can make it. And she's like, well, I've always loved your girls. Aww. And she says, I'm so thrilled for you and your family. And Danny's like, oh, that's sweet. I'm so glad we've stayed friends all these years. I wish we could have been more, but whatever. Of course, we go over to Matt and Gia and Rocky. And Gia's like, you're not going to object, are you, to Matt? And it's like, no, I'm not. But he might. As he pulls out 
Oliver the puppet. Enough with the puppet. Oh, Matt says, no, I'm not going to object, but Oliver's a loose cannon, so who knows what he might say. Say, uh... and I'm gonna say it again. I really don't like this marriage between Matt and Gia. He clearly settled when he could have settled for anyone else. I just, I don't understand. Was that the only way to keep Matt in the show was to have him marry Gia? Ugh. And I just, I don't, I feel bad for Rocky because she's been through how many stepfathers now? Matt's gotta be the third one. That's not fair to her. You hardly ever see any real positive interaction between Gia and Rocky. So we cut to the back of the house where we see Kimmy with Joey. And he's walking her up the aisle just like he promised he would. And it's so sweet. All the men, including the children except for Tommy, are wearing blue tuxes. We have Uncle Jesse walking Stephanie up the aisle. Now, of course, I believe Danny's going to be walking DJ up the aisle. You know what I really wish? Why couldn't he have had DJ on one arm and Stephanie on the other? I mean, because they're both his daughters. I didn't. Re- I guess I just didn't pick that up the first time I watched it. But it's just like. Come on. I mean, this is DJ's second wedding, but this is Stephanie's first. And not that there's anything wrong with Uncle Jesse walking her up the aisle. It's just like, I'd, I'd want my dad to do that. I mean, it's not like Danny's not there. Now we have Danny walking DJ up the aisle. So I haven't seen Scott Melville as Dwayne. I thought maybe he might be in the back, but I swear the last time we saw him was in that uh, DJ and Kimmy's high school reunion episode. And he had, you know, a goatee with it, with it, and he had a shaved head. So unless he, like, was able to, you know, grow his hair back, that's the only person I think in way in the back might be him. Because I was looking for someone with a bald head. And I'm not seeing anybody. Unless it's a blink and you miss it type of thing. Because they did say, like, returning characters, you just have to really, like, watch it maybe more than once to see. But. Put my name on your gift. <laughs> I paid for the wedding. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Ever find a minister? I sure did. <laughs> Joey McIntyre. Dearly beloved, we are here today to marry these three new kids super fans to their grooms. 
understand you've written your own vows, which is good news, since I just got my online minister's license ten minutes ago, and I'm wildly unprepared. Kimmy and Fernando. The greatest day of my life was the day you came into it. You gave me a daughter who is even more beautiful than I am. <laughs> second chance to be a better man in your eyes has been the most incredible gift. Fernando, you opened my heart like no one else ever has. And when we parted, my heart was broken. But you showed me the healing power of second chances and how it can be even sweeter the second time around. I know that the last place you expected to find love was with a gibbler. <laughs> But living next door to you all these years, I came to see a glimpse of the big-hearted, free-spirited woman you've become. And it would be my great honor to spend the rest of my life with you. You and our beautiful baby Danielle have opened my life to joy that I never thought possible. I love you, Jimmy Gibbs. Danny kisses DJ on the cheek and then Stephanie on the cheek and it's just so sweet. And then <laughs> we see Danny, Jesse, and Joey sitting there and Jesse's like, hey Danny, put my name on the gift, on your gift. And Danny's like, I paid for the wedding. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> and Joey's like, hey Danny, did you ever find a minister? And Danny's like, oh yeah, I, I got somebody. Joey McIntyre, everybody, from New Kids on the Block. I just, I thought it was cute. I mean, I like New Kids on the Block a bit, you know. Um, 
growing up, my sister was a fan of them. Not a mega fan, but she was a fan. Just the vows that Stephanie and DJ and Kimmy and Fernando and Jimmy and Steve all say to each other. Just It's gorgeous and it's sweet and just talking about how from the moment they met, like, and the years that they've been together and stuff and everything, it's just made their love stronger. And it's just, and I love, especially love Steve's where he said how a boy's dreams can come true. And it's just like, oh, so sweet and so beautiful. And Lisa Loeb is the one doing the music, which I don't know. I mean, Lisa Loeb's okay. I'm not a huge fan of her. So I see uh, the couples dancing. It's so sweet as Stephanie has baby Danielle who's dressed up. And he's just kind of dancing with her and Jimmy. And he's just like, oh, And just seeing Steve and DJ dance together and Kimmy and Fernando. And now, of course, we get to the toast with Joey. And it's just, it's sweet and heartfelt. Great honors of my life was to be included in this family. <laughs> and I can't wait to see what happens next. So as you heard Joey's toast, he talked about how one of his greatest, the greatest parts of his life was being able to move into the house with with Danny and help raise the girls and every just everything about it. And he's like, I can't wait to see what happens next when these girls embark on their next adventure, their next chapter in their lives. And we talk about Jesse... Reflecting on when he was 24, he was he says, I was a young, clueless kid with a big hole in my heart that I didn't know how to fill. And he tells them that how they have filled that hole in his heart with, with love, and he wishes for them the same type of love that he has given them over the years. And I just, I love these heartfelt speeches from the guys. It's just, it's so sweet. And it's not, not just... You know, the characters and stuff, but it's the actors. This is basically they're saying goodbye for the second and final time. So next, of course, is the bouquet tossing. We have Ramona, Lola, and CJ getting a bouquet. And it's like, hmm. But I gotta say, honestly, out of the three toasts from the guys, Danny's is the best. It's just so sweet. And he says, when a little girl is born, 
All her dad wishes for her is that she be safe and happy forever. And he says, may your days be a little bit like this one. Full of joy and happiness. And surrounded by the people who love you. Oh my gosh. Danny concludes his toast by telling his two girls that he loves them and kisses them both on the cheek. And the thing is, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm just, I'm surprised that why would they say in a modest proposal, like, oh, now it's like I have three daughters and then kind of completely ignore Kimmy. Like, I can't believe my two daughters. I mean, because I know that Kimmy isn't his daughter and everything like that. But it's like, why would you do that and then all of a sudden, like, not follow up on it? I don't know. It's just, it's a little, like, don't. So, now we go to the kitchen with DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy. And DJ is saying how the denial bubble has popped as they're eating cake. Like, this is the last time we will do this like we'll be in the kitchen together and this is our last night in the house and it's just like oh see they're basically doing what full house never got to do they never got to have a real series finale and i would like to think that if they had a proper series finale it would have been jesse and becky moving out of the house and it would have been joey moving out of the house and moving on I mean, they did eventually do that. They just did that years later off screen. And Stephanie says how we got to spend the most important day of our life with the people that we love. And then she's like, we should probably find our husbands. Like, oh yeah, those guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's eat more cake, though. <laughs> so much better than six almonds. Nile bubble is officially popped. It's our last night in this house together. But today was perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. We got to spend the best day of our lives with the most important people in the world. We should probably find our husbands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys. No, just keep eating the cake. So now we get the first official goodbye with Ramona, Jackson, and Max. And it's just, it's sad. And she's just looking at her empty room. Her room is gorgeous. It's like, it's almost like a plum, kind of a plum reddish color. I don't really, I can't, I'm just going to go with plum red. But it's gorgeous. I love those colors. And I'm normally, you know how big a fan I am of the color red, but I like these colors. And her room just looks so bare with with everything off the walls and the shelves. Wow, it's empty in here. I guess this is really happening. Probably an odd time to bring this up. 
but you owe me seven dollars. <laughs> oh, Max. Sorry, I'm uncomfortable with emotion. <laughs> I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm gonna miss you too. We love you, Ramona. I love you guys too. You know, when I first moved in here, I thought these group hugs were nauseating. <laughs> now they're the thing I'm gonna miss the most. Oh, well, help you with your stuff. Venmo me the seven dollars. What is Venmo? So of course, <laughs> Max being Max puts a hand on Ramona's shoulder and says, "I hate to bring this up, but you owe me seven dollars." And she just looks at him and's like, "I'm sorry, I'm uncomfortable with emotion." <laughs> uh, but it's just it's really sweet. It's like I can't believe this is actually happening and. I think it's not just the characters that are feeling, but I think it's the kids. Those kids have been together for over five years now. Because they started filming back in 2015. Because the first season didn't air till February of 2016. But it's just, well, they, they were like little kids. And now they're like, my gosh, where did the time go? And I love how Ramona comments on how she used to find the hugs nauseating, but now it's the one thing she's going to miss the most. And I like how Jackson and Max help her with her stuff, pretty much that can be fit into two carry-ons. All the way carry-ons, yep. I'm sure the majority of her other stuff has been boxed up, so... And as Max leaves, he's like, hey, don't worry, you can Venmo me the $7. What is Venmo? I want to look that up because I heard that on another podcast that I was listening to. Okay, I looked it up. It said it's like a virtual wallet where you can, like, split money with your friends or something or share money with your friends or split dinner for birthdays or something. Okay, cool. But it's just, it's really sweet, because like I said, I mean, it's not just the characters saying goodbye, it's the kids saying goodbye to each other. That's going to be so, so difficult, because they've spent so much time over the last five years together. Of course, we get the big goodbye with the family. Oh, downstairs, it's just sad. So, downstairs, Fernando puts an arm around Ramona, it's like, are you ready? And she's like, to leave? No. But I have everything out of my room. And you just, you hear, like, her voice crack. It's just, I mean, everybody is getting really emotional, which is understandable because, like I said, it's not just, you know, them moving away. It's the cast, like, parting from each other and just this whole fun time, this adventure, this journey that they've taken for the last five years is ending. See, now... I'm getting choked up. And I did cry when I first watched it. It's just, I mean, I I have enjoyed the show so much. And I know I binged it all in one day because that's what I normally do. But it's just, 
it's sad. I mean, they're like, they're not just actors playing parts. I mean, you think about the three girls and then, um, you know, Bob, Dave, and John, you know, Danny, Joey, Jesse, you know, everyone's, they've been together for over 30 years, guys. I've only been on the earth for 37 years. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, and the girls, they grew up together. You know, uh, Andrea, Jody, and, and, and Candace. And it's just like, they're all saying a gu- goodbye for a second time. But I think this goodbye is that much harder because they don't know if they'll, I mean, I'm sure they'll see each other on occasion. But, you know, it's the last time they'll be working together. And Jimmy says that he and Stephanie and baby Danielle are all packed too. And you just see Candace is really starting to get broken up too. She's like, well, I've been trying to avoid this moment for a long time. But she says, I guess there's no hiding from it any longer. I love DJ's speech here. How she says, when you guys came here five years ago, I was at my lowest point. She continues to say, I didn't know how to keep going. And you all taught me to live again. See, I'm choking up just talking about it because it's so sad. And she looks at Steve and puts a hand on his shoulder and just looks at him like, and you taught me how to love again. She looks at them, at Kimmy, Fernando, and Stephanie and Jimmy's like, and thanks to all of you, I finally have the strength to set you free. Let you live your own lives with your own families. And she looks at them and she says, I just have to say that you people are my everything. Oh my God. That goes right to my heart. That really, really does. Because they are such a close-knit family, both, you know, on screen and off. And she continues on to say, and it would take me a thousand lives to repay you for the love and the kindness. That you showed me and my boys in this one. Oh my goodness. Everyone gives a group hug. Oh my gosh. Mona, you ready? To leave? No. But I have everything out of my room. Yep. We're all packed too. Well, I've been trying to avoid this moment for a long time, but... I guess there's no hiding from it any longer. When you guys came here five years ago, I was at my lowest point. I honestly wasn't sure how to keep going. But you taught me how to live again. And how to love again. And now, thanks to all of you, I... I finally have the strength to set you free. And let you live your own lives with your own families. But I just have to say that you people are my everything. And it would take me a thousand lives to repay you for the love and the kindness that you showed me and my boys in this one. Okay, now everybody go before I get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> 
hugging and guys you know this isn't like I've said this isn't just the characters saying goodbye this is the actors because you know after this they're gonna do their curtain call and everything and it's just like oh my gosh this is it this is the last time they're gonna be on on, um, on set together and they all hug and I like how Steve says, hey boys, why don't we go and leave your mom and Stephanie and Kimmy to say goodbye. Yeah, because some goodbyes, you want to, you know, be, you know, let them have their time. I love you, ladies. You know. I love you, too. One last howl. Oh, she actually locks the door. Oh. That's a first. Yes, it is. She said we could stay. Yes! Yes! 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. So yeah, let's go back to uh, the one last she-wolf howl and the hug. And she's just telling them how she loves them so much. And it's just like, all right, she-wolf howl on three. One last howl. I can't do it. <laughs> so Stephanie and Kimmy head out the door together. And DJ shuts the door. And for the first time ever locks the door as in to say before the door is always open now it's closed like just closing the door meaning closing the chapter on this part of our lives so dj walks away from the door and she gets about as far as to where the couch is there's a knock on the door now did you get when you watch this I didn't know who it was. I had no idea that the show was going to end this way. I kind of figured, like, yes, it was going to end with Kimmy and Stephanie leaving and moving on with their lives. Much like if Full House had had a proper series finale, that's probably how that show, how it that the show would have ended with that. But I, I know a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it kind of should have just stayed with them leaving and everything because DJ opens the door and <laughs> Stephanie and Kimmy are like, we don't want to leave. But Stephanie says like, okay, I know we don't have to live here. But she turns with the DJ and says, but what if we want to? Like, <gasps> and Kimmy's like, we can't imagine raising our families any other way. And DJ is like, what, you mean you want to stay? And Kimmy's like, of course we do. It's lonely out there. And Stephanie goes over to DJ and she says, besides, there's no place I'd rather be. Especially with a new baby on the way. And I'm like, ah! I can't, I can't. I was so surprised. I'm like, oh my, at first I'm like, what baby? What baby? I'm like, Stephanie's pregnant! Like, oh my, I know the miracle baby. I know, I know, I know. That it just seems like sometimes it's a cliche. Other shows where, you know, women can't get pregnant. They adopt and then they end up getting pregnant. But I don't care if it's a cliche. I don't care if you think it's a cop-out with them living and that still living in the house. I don't care. I love this ending. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I love the audience's reaction when they hear that Stephanie's having a baby. Like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Kimmy hugs, DJ, uh, hugs Stephanie and says, I'm so happy for you, Steph. And I love DJ saying, it's a miracle. It is uh, very much a miracle. Yes, it is. And Stephanie says to DJ tearfully, so what do you think? Can we stay? It's like, of course. DJ says, of course. The door is always open. Yes! Yes! And Kimmy shouts out the open door. She said we can stay! And everyone just comes in. Ramona, Fernando, Jimmy with baby Danielle and Danny and Joey. And it's just like, aww. And that's the episode, everybody. This was a perfect series finale. It really, really was. 
just it it was everything. Um, I was just kind of thinking back to what could have been the series finale for Full House, which if you think about it, you probably even could call it a series finale if you wanted to. Uh, season seven's a house divided because if you think about it, they didn't know if they were coming back for an eighth season. Season seven, episode twenty-four, entitled "A House Divided." A rich man who used to live in the Tanner house makes Danny a handsome offer to buy it back. The rest of the family is excited about moving on to new and bigger places, but Michelle tries to stop the sale so the family won't split up. One line that Michelle says just kind of rang in my ear as I was watching this final scene of Fuller House play out. She says something like, why, if you love it so much, why do you want to leave? I mean, everything happened here. And it's true. And the same thing can be said about Fuller House. Like, everything happened there from, you know, Stephanie and Kimmy moving in to them all becoming a family to to Stephanie meeting Jimmy and falling in love and... Kimmy being a surrogate so Jimmy and Stephanie can have a baby and you know the girls getting married and every just everything and just that's them becoming a family and Michelle even in was talking about the same thing of the Tanners becoming this big extended family where Joey and Jesse move in to help Danny and everything and in doing so they became a family where Jesse meets Rebecca through Danny and You know, he gets married to Rebecca. They have the twins and just, I, I just, I, I like how this, this ended the, the season finale of Fuller House. I mean, I don't honestly don't think it could have been done any other way. I mean, yeah, in the end of, you know, the season seven finale, everyone decides to stay there. And in this one, everyone decides to stay there because if you think about it, why would you want to leave? You have all the family all in one house that you love and just the kooky, crazy, fun adventures and crazy antics that you just, you go through on your day-to-day basis. It's not like you can't get away for a vacation once in a while if you want a little, you know, R&R, peace and quiet. But at the end of the day, they realize, like, we need that spontaneity. We need that, that cray-cray, those cray-cray antics. Because... And that love and that support of that extended family. It's like, you realize, like, I'd be lost without these people. I mean, I you know they can make it on their own. They can make it on their own. But I just feel, it's like, it's great to have a support system. It's great to, you know, you've grown attached to the kids and everything. And you've watched them overcome obstacles and, and shared in their successes and achievements. And it's like... You want to be there for the next chapter of Steve and DJ as a married couple. And, you know, co-parent, you know, Steve's now is married to DJ. He's now a stepfather. They're going to be co-parenting. He's going to be giving, he's, Steve hit it out of the ballpark with the advice. He did a phenom job. He really, really did. And I got to commend Joey, too, in the last nine episodes. He did majorly awesome in the 
season five, episode 10, if the suit fits, with giving advice to DJ in regards to her slowly, you know, not wanting to let go of Tommy. And she doesn't have to. And there's still, there's room in her heart for, you know, to still love Tommy and hold on to those memories and to let Steve in and accept new memories and everything like that. Just because you're bringing in a new love into your life doesn't mean you have to forget the old one. And even, you know, with with Kimmy getting her hopes up about her dad, she wanted her dad to walk her down the aisle. And Joey's like, you know, it's been an honor watching you grow up, and I would be truly honored if you would let me walk you up the aisle. Joey definitely, the character of Joey, brought his A-game 100%. He really did. And Steve, like I said, with the advice, even in this last episode to Jackson and Lola, it's just like, be honest. And, you know, even throwing in an I'm sorry and everything. Just basically let it come from the heart. And just, I, and I just that scene between Jackson and Steve and if the suit fits where he's like, hey, I'm not looking to replace your dad. Your dad was a great man who... You raised three great kids. You created three great kids. I'm just looking to, you know, be, you know, a, a, a friend and everything. And just, yeah. Steve, if you think about it, he is going to be the one stepping in. He's going to be, um, mm, the movie Stepmom has such a beautiful line between Susan Sarandon and Julia Roberts. It's in, I think it's in all the trailers. Um, you know every story, every wound, every memory. Their whole life's happiness is wrapped up in you. Every single. their past 
and you can have their future. So yeah, I just I wanted to play that clip because it's almost like I guess if you even want to refer to it as like a passing of the torch. Well, but the one key phrase I was looking for in, in in that clip is basically how you have their past, and um, Julia, Julia Roberts says, and Susan Sarandon, who is um. The mother to Ben and Anna and Julia Roberts' character is going to eventually be the kid's stepmom. And I love how Susan Sarandon's character just says, and you can have their future. And I can just imagine uh, Tommy Sr. just looking down and just saying, DJ, I could not have picked a better man to accompany my sons on their journey into manhood. I, I like that it, Stephanie and Jimmy are already growing their family. Granted, it was a surprise. I'm sure it just surprisingly, you know, happened. But, I mean, it's it's a good thing. I know baby Danielle's only like six months old or maybe nine months at this point. I don't know. Well, because Joey makes a joke about how, wow, if DJ can get this all together in a couple of hours or in a day, what you've been planning for the last eight months. So has it been like eight or nine months since the proposal? I thought it was only six, but okay. Then again, how long did season five all the way up to episode nine of Modest Proposal, how, what was the length of time there? Was it three months? Maybe it was three. And then tack on another six months, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But I guess all I'm trying to say is that I just, I really liked how things panned out. I liked that they're going to stay in the house and live together. Uh, you know, if something happens where a spinoff happens, I wouldn't object to it. I wouldn't object to it at all. I mean, I'd honestly like to think that Girl Meets World, what I saw of it, was okay. But if they'd put it on a different network, I think maybe that show really would have grown and flour flourished. Tackling issues like Boy Meets World, only in, t in you know today's world and everything like that. So, nothing against you know Girl Meets World, how it was done on Disney Channel. I just thought it just seemed like they wanted to reach a specific audience but due to Disney's standards, they weren't able to get there. But in the end, guys, who knows? We may see the Fullers again. But now if you think about it, the only one continuing to carry the Tanner name other than Danny in that family is Michelle. Until she eventually marries, or if she doesn't marry, I mean, who knows? Um... I honestly got to say, with all the Michelle callbacks, the callbacks are cute. Because they did mention in one of the episodes in the last half of season five about, like, Michelle's not coming back for her bike. As in, the the, the show, the cast are just saying, yeah, the Olsen twins are not coming back. I honestly feel like you guys have kind of badgered them. And I'm sure whether they'd even watch the Fuller House or not, I'm sure they haven't. But I don't think they're going to want to come back after you're badgering them constantly and constantly. Just kind of... No. I mean... If someone were pester... I shouldn't say pester. But, you know... 
just, I don't know. But overall, so my grade, honestly, on the last half, I want to give it an A+, and I think the Season 5 Part A will probably get maybe a B. Because I just, I just felt like these last nine episodes, like, there's something about it, just like it turned it around and just, the heart just, in these episodes, not that the other ones didn't have heart, but these ones just, it's just seemed a hundred times better. But that's just my opinion. Um, I liked the wedding dresses. I'm not going to do a best and worst episode, uh, as far as clothing goes this time around. Um, I really like Kimmy's bacon and egg scarf. I wish they could market that. Can you know? Do you know how many people would buy that scarf? I would buy that scarf. I would buy this scarf in a heartbeat. I'm really not a scarf wearing person, unless I have no choice because it's extremely cold outside or something. But most relatable, I think I'm gonna go with all three of the girls just because I got married in my dad's backyard. So that's my relatable there. My dad did walk me down the aisle. So yes, on the 21st of June, Father's Day, I will be putting up. The first of two episodes in the honor of Father's Day and Danny Tanner. That episode is going to be Daddy's Home. And then on the 28th, I will be putting out Danny in Charge from Season 4. Now, I got July pretty much well set. As far as August goes, guys, if we're going to be in the midst of, mo- like, literally moving, so I think all podcast episodes are going to come to a screeching halt by August just because we're probably going to be dealing with zero internet and uh, <laughs> having to just get everything set up and just, you know, get our our lives set up where we're going to be. And um, so, yeah, just enjoy, you know, June and, and July and... Maybe towards the end of August, I'll try once I get settled in and everything, get packed in. Um, adventures and babysitting. I think I'm gonna hold off on that. We're just gonna stick with the animals in Full House for July. So, and then I think I'm just gonna do the back to school episodes for September. So I'll be uh working on those adventures and babysitting. I was gonna do it for August, but like I said, with everything going on, we'll 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 pick that one up later. Um, I've done pretty much the scary, like, well, not scary, but Halloween-ish type, the two, uh, episodes last October, so, I don't know, um, we'll, we'll see what we'll, we'll do there. Maybe adventures and babysitting can be for October, we'll, we'll see. Um, and I've done all the holiday episodes, except for Cold Turkey, which is in later you know, this back half of season five. So I think we're going to just hold off and do that. That's going to be the Thanksgiving episode, guys. Um, so, yeah, great time with this. I really had a great time with this, and I'm sad it's over, but I like that I can just kind of do the episodes, you know, sprinkle them here and there. I will, I will definitely get to more Fuller House episodes over time and just sprinkle them in whenever... You know, especially when it comes to cast members' birthdays. You guys know I like to do episodes for them. Um, I know Andrea Barber's got a birthday in early, like the day before the 4th of July. So, there are many Full House Kimmy episodes. So, maybe 
I'm trying to think. I know there's one where she... Oh, speaking of Dwayne, when you guys hear me say, oh, there he is, because he says whatever. I'm like, oh, there he is. There's Dwayne. Yep, that was him. See, and it's funny because I was... You know, I binged this, so stuff might have went out you know, like was a blur, and I just, how did I miss that? How did I, how? I mean, because, like, you heard me say, like, what, that person's in the episode? That person's in the episode? What? No way! Where is the episode? I bet it's season eight. Um, a full house. Let me see here. Because there is a particular, um, trying to find it, for heaven's sake. Here we go. Taking the plunge. This is kind of a Kimmy-centered episode in a way, even though it's got DJ. Um, it's DJ to the rescue when she learns that Kimmy plans to elope with her new boyfriend, hoping that marriage will solve all their problems. Joey gets an opportunity to meet the Queen of England. I think I might cover this one for Andrea's birthday. I think I might do that, because I really... I don't see any others that, I mean, but then again, we also have tons of Fuller House that are Kimmy-centric as well. So, in years to come, when we need a Kimmy Gibbler episode for Andrea's birthday, there are a plenty. So, yeah. And there are just, there's so many episodes, you know, we got Moving Day, you know, from season one, um... Just a bunch of different, um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of good ones, guys. A lot of good ones I haven't even touched on. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing some back to school, the second edition with, let me go into my, I mean, I know I'm rambling, guys, but if you guys want to hang out, if you don't, um, you don't have to. Uh, I'm trying to find... Okay, here we go. This is where I keep my list of stuff that I'm going to do. Like, under... Here's some babysitting. Tanner Girls in Love. Oh, Michelle Character Episodes. Full House's Wild Animal Series. But that can only count for Ginger and... I wouldn't even call Shorty the Donkey a wild animal. Or... Scruffy. Scruffy's a potbelly pig. Let's see. Found it. Took me a second. <laughs> so I'd be doing El Problema Grande de DJ. We got Spellbound. We got from Fuller House, Fast Times at Bayview High, and President Fuller. So those would be the four back to school. What should I call it? Because I already called the other one the back to school series. What should I, like, back to school series second edition or something to that effect? I don't know. But, yeah, um, oh, I didn't do my, uh, lesson learned from the episode. What can I say about this? Um, <laughs> I don't know, when you get into a pinch like that when it comes to the day out, you're already, your nerves are already frazzled. Just take it calm. I mean, I know it's like hard to say, keep calm, keep calm. Like, well, just know that, just get through the day and just know that it's going to be okay. Like, just have, 
faith in your heart and know that, you know, these little things aren't going to, in the, in the grand scheme of things, the wedding is the most important thing. And all you know is that you are marrying the love of your life. And that's the only thing that should matter. I mean, I'm pretty sure I mentioned on a past podcast about how on my wedding day, my uh, ceramic Precious Moments cake topper ended up breaking and we had to call Hallmark, the Hallmark store to get a replacement. But they didn't have that one. They had a different one that I still have to this day that has not broken. I got to wrap it in bubble wrap. Um, and, oh, yeah, the tear, the little, like, things to hold the top of the cake, which the Precious Moms cake topper was on. I guess it was too much weight for these little plastic stems. And of course, <clears throat> it just fell onto the floor of the garage. So, but other than that, I mean, it, it was great. It was a good day. And, um, we had a short honeymoon and it was, it, it was good. It just, it's, the point that the candle, the unity candle that Jeremy and I lit, stayed lit, even though it was getting kind of windy. So, when windy, so yeah. But lesson learned, just guys take it in stride. Just know that the most important thing isn't the things that may or may not go wrong. Things may not always go according to plan. Just know that weddings sometimes that's just stuff that just go in to the wedding knowing that. You know, weddings are unpredictable and things may happen. But the key goal is just focus on the person you're marrying. And just everything else will just disappear. It's like, that's the only thing that should matter. Right? And then you get to go on your honeymoon. And just all that wedding stuff, finally, you know, six months to a year worth of planning is just like done. And you can just... Move forward, right? Right. So, I mean, that's my lesson learned in a nutshell. Just take things in stride. Know that things are not going to go, the, not always going to go the way that you plan them to. Always, honestly, always have a backup plan. Always have a plan B. Always be prepared in case something goes wrong. That way, when it does happen, you're not surprised. So lastly, again, guys, if you're loving the podcast, jump on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, leave a review. Let's get more Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves on the podcast, addicted to the podcast, listening to the podcast, whether you're doing your dishes. You know, I, I lately um, have been listening to podcasts while I grocery shop, and it's so funny because I'll just be laughing my head off. At something, and people like look at me and like, I don't care. Listen to something funny. <laughs> it's just, it's it's fun. I've been listening a lot to um the Walnut Grove Little House on the Prairie, Little House on the Prairie podcast. So, and it seems like every time I look on um iTunes, there's always a new Boy Meets World podcast popping. That show's got so many podcasts out there. It's just amazing. And if you guys know where to look, I would just, like, look, like, I wonder if there's, like, a step-by-step or a Family Matters podcast. And there is. There's one called, like, Ep by Ep Step-by-Step Podcast, and then there's something else. Just type in to, if you go to, like, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or your podcast app, search 
Urkel, and you'll get the, like, the Urkel podcast will pop up, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's really interesting, because I'm seeing more and more singular people doing podcasts, and, like, just having guests, or just reviewing the episodes, kind of like what I'm doing. So I like that it's like, you don't necessarily have to have a co-host. Just enjoy what you're doing, just have fun, and, you know... You don't always have to have a, a co-host to create witty banter. You can create witty, witty banter just by yourself. Witty banter enough for two people, right? <laughs> Alright, everybody. Alright, so... Um, it's Tuesday. It's been a week. It's been a week since Fuller House Season 5 Part B dropped. Alright, I got a couple book wrecks for you and a snack wreck. Short for recommendation. The first book is uh, adult historical fiction called Homefront Girls by Suzanne Hayes and Loretta Nyan. Dear Glory, loneliness is built into the fabric of this war, isn't it? I say a little prayer before I stick my hand in the mailbox. The Rockport, Massachusetts stamp on the front of an envelope means the clouds will part, revealing a brilliant sun. It's January 1943 when Rita Vincenzo receives her first letter from Glory Whitehall. Glory is an effervescent... Young mother from New England, impulsive and free as a bird, Rita is a Midwesterner, Midwestern professor's wife with a love of gardening and a generous old soul. These two women have nothing in common except one powerful bond. The men they love are fighting in a war a world away from home. Brought together by an unlikely twist of fate, Glory and Rita begin a remarkable correspondence. The friendship forged by their letters allows them to survive the loneliness and uncertainty of waiting on the home front and gives them the courage to face the battles raging in their very own backyards. Connected across the country by the lifeline of the written word, each woman finds her life profoundly altered by the other's unwavering support. Filled with unforgettable characters and unbridled charm, Homefront Girls is a timeless celebration of the strength and solidarity of women. It is a luminous reminder that even in the darkest of times, true friendship will carry us through... And it says previously, this book was previously published under the title of I'll Be Seeing You. And the middle grade book that I'm currently reading is, it's a cute one. It's called Nessie Quest. Like, Nessie short for Loch Ness Monster. And it's by Melissa Savage. It would have come out January of this year. And this book... Two friends head off on an adventure to find the Loch Ness Monster. Ada Rue finally thought her parents were going to agree to a Fitzhugh family vacation in Disney World the summer before 6th grade, until her father announces he's taking a teaching position in Scotland and moving the family there for the entire summer. Ada Rue is anything but happy. She doesn't like their new home. She hates haggis. She's certainly doesn't like the idea that she will be away from her best friend all summer. To top it all off, there is said to be a monster in the lake near their house. That's when she meets Hamish Bean Timmy. Hammy Bean for short. Captain of the Nessie Quest Monster Chaser Boat Tour. He knows everything there is to know about the fabled Loch Ness Monster in Scotland. But it's the two unlikely 
friends embark on an epic adventure to spot the lake monster, they end up discovering more than they ever could have imagined. All right. And my snack recommendation, I got these like a couple weeks ago and I finally opened them. They're Chips Ahoy with Sour Patch Kids in them and they are so, so good. Um, Actually, I do have another snack recommendation. If you're enjoying Pop-Tarts, they just put out the chocolatey churro and it's so good. Now, I normally just eat the Pop-Tart right out of the package. I don't have a toaster anymore. I probably should look into buying one again because I just bought some English muffins with blackberry jam. So, yeah. But those are my recs, my food recs, and my book recs. Um, I'm not, the only thing I'm currently watching right now is I'm working on season four of Little House on the Prairie. I'm doing a rewatch because there are a lot of episodes of Little House on the Prairie that a lot of the times I just kind of skip over and watch episodes I've seen a hundred times. But now I actually, I started at season one and I'm like, I'm watching all the episodes that I have never watched before. And a lot of them are pretty good. A lot of the ones I've not seen are pretty, pretty good. So, um, as far as a podcast recommendation that I listen to, I would have to say, um, the Feeny Call podcast. Like I said, there's a lot of Boy Meets World podcasts out there, but this one in particular managed to get... I believe her name is, is it Trina McGee, who played Angela on um, Boy Meets World, Sean's love interest in season, was it season maybe four or five? I'm not sure which one that she eventually comes on. But um, it's really, it's good. It's enjoyable. And I highly recommend it. So that is all for today. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend as we head into the... Gosh, I don't know what to call this. So we're in the second week right now because I'm releasing this on June 12th. So then that means the next week, the 14th through the 20th is going to be the third week of June and then the 21st through the 27th. I'm looking right at my calendar right here. Um, the 21st through the 27th is going to be considered the fourth week because the week after that, there's only three days of June and four days of July. That would be 4th of July. Um, the 13th of June, as we all know, is Mary Kay and Ashley Olson's birthday. Instead of doing a couple episodes dedicated to them, I decided I cover wanted to cover It Takes Two. I've been wanting to cover that for a while. It's been a while since I'd watched it. I had a, oh my gosh, I had so much fun with that movie. And I hope you guys have a lot of fun too. I mean, I know the review was like over three hours long, but that's what I like to do when I cover movies. I, go, I basically watch the movie and I talk about it as I'm watching it. And sometimes I'll pick up things that went like either went over my head or I misunderstood the first time around. And it's just, it's fun. So, yes, I'm going to be releasing that on the Olsen Twins birthday on Saturday, June 13th. So, everyone have a great weekend. Bye-bye.